What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Steve, and I'm back with another episode of the Runback Podcast, exclusively presented by the Variety Sports Network. It's been a little while since I dropped one of these. I had a couple things pop up, but you know, I'm back. I'm ready to roll. I've been doing my research, and uh, I'm ready to keep the shows flowing. I'm going to keep pumping these out like wildfire. Uh, on this week's episode, I'd definitely like to dive into the top 10 quarterbacks of the 2022 recruiting class. Now, all of these guys are absolutely elite level. They lit it up in high school. We're talking state championships, crazy touchdown to interception ratios, passing yards that I never even thought was obtainable in high school, but it is. And these guys all did it. Shocking, the numbers these guys put up. Let's start it off. Number one, five-star quarterback, Cade Klubnik. Cade is from Austin, Texas, and played his high school ball for Westlake High. He weighs in at 190 pounds, and he's six foot two and a half. He's given his commitment to Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers of the ACC. Now, can I just say this is Dabo Sweeney's third straight, virtually number one overall quarterback recruit coming out of high school? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, DJ Uleowu, or once again, last podcast I couldn't pronounce it. I still can't pronounce his name, but he's a five-star phenom. Kind of had a down year, a little shaky year, but... He lighted up this year. He's back. He's hungry. He has a vengeance. Those Tigers are on a mission. And they just picked up another killer in Cade Klubnik. In his high school career, Cade won three straight state championships and finished a perfect 30-0 as a varsity starter. This guy doesn't even know what defeat tastes like, guys. That's insane. Just like, oh yeah, Trevor Lawrence, undefeated in high school, Freshman national champion, like, I smell something that Dabo Sweeney's cooking over there, and it's pretty crazy. This guy put up some earth-shattering numbers. He threw for 7,426 yards, 86 passing touchdowns to only three interceptions. 86 touchdowns to three interceptions. I didn't even think that was possible. He was almost perfect. He had a 70% completion percentage. That's wild. Seven out of ten passes on the money. You know, he's a very mobile quarterback for the position as well. He rushed for 1,325 yards and put in 31 rushing touchdowns. How do you defend that? How do you defend that? This guy, he's going to burn you in the air, and if you somehow have great coverage, he's going to burn you on the ground. I mean... No wonder they won three state titles in a row. No wonder he was 30-0 as a quarterback on the varsity team. That's just insane. He was a first-team All-American in 2020 and was Texas Player of the Year in 2021. I think he's going to fit in just right with Dabo and Clemson. He's going to put up some crazy numbers. They got him listed right now as second on the depth chart. He will get in some games this year, I think, the four-game rule, he'll play in all four games. He will probably throw his red shirt on. I mean, I don't know. They have him listed as second on the depth chart. Do you red shirt your second quarterback on the depth chart? I mean, that's kind of a gamble. 
with the way injuries happen in this league. You know, it's just it's getting faster, they're getting stronger, and it's uh, injuries happen. And he's a he's a definite definite starter at Clemson University. I do think next season their starting quarterback, who's also a former five star quarterback. I think he's going to light it up this year, and he's going to be tempted to flirt with the NFL, and they're going to be tempted to flirt back, and I think he's going to go pro. And Cade's going to step in, and he ain't going to skip a beat. Clemson just produces great quarterbacks back-to-back-to-back. I mean, insane. Deshaun Watson went there. Trevor Lawrence went there. You got this the the current current quarterback right now. I can't really pronounce his last name as evident in the last podcast, but his name's like DJ you you Leole or something along those lines. And uh and then it's Kay Klubnik, you know, another five star. Five star that played ball in Texas where it's no joke down there. You light it up in Texas thirty and as a varsity starter with three rings, you're the real deal. And uh Cade's the real deal. So on to number two, we have five-star quarterback Connor Wiegman, another Texas quarterback. Guys, they have the cream of the crop when it comes to QBs. He's from Cypress, Texas, and played at Bridgeland High School. He measures in at six foot two, 210 pounds, and Connor gave his commitment to Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies of the SEC. And guys, like I said, Jimbo Fisher... He locked down the highest-rated recruiting class in the history of composite ratings. He hopped Alabama's legendary classes. Like, who who would have thought that could be done? Jimbo did it. Guess what? Name, image, and likeness and that oil money down there is going to go a long way in this new era of football. And Jimbo's recruiting classes, and even, even if you go to Texas recruiting classes, Steve Sarkeesian, guys, they're starting to pull in some of the most elite talent out there. Connor, while in high school, threw for 8,901 yards, put up 98 touchdowns to 20 interceptions. He's also very mobile for the quarterback position. He's a dual threat. He ran for an additional 2,064 yards and another 25 touchdowns on the ground. And he even went out and caught two passing touchdowns. I mean, this guy's athletic. He's a freak. While... He didn't win any championships in high school. He definitely made the playoffs. They flirted with it. He just couldn't get him over the hump, you know. It, it takes more than just the quarterback. It's a team sport. Still played on a great team. He earned plenty of accolades while he was there. He played in the Under Armour All-American game, and he competed in the Elite 11. He was named Offensive MVP of the Texas District 16-6A in 2021 and Houston Touchdown Club Offensive Player of the Year and National High School Quarterback of the Year by the National Quarterback Club. Currently at Texas A&M, I know it's early, they got him labeled as number three on the depth chart. He is uh, he's behind a couple upperclassmen right now that have that job pretty much locked down, but he's definitely going to get in there. He's going to get some reps. He'll probably see some mop-up duty in the four-game rule. You know, if you're allowed to play in four games. Once you play past four games, you have to use a red shirt. You have to uh, give up your red shirt, sorry. You can play in four games, it's still red shirt. You play past the four games, you burn the red shirt. They're definitely going to want to throw the red shirt on him. 
give him a full year of experience in a SEC powerhouse program, and it's only going to help him get even more freakishly good. Number three on the list, five-star quarterback Ty Simpson from Martin, Tennessee. He played his high school ball for Westview High. He's six foot two, 185 pounds. Ty gave his commitment to the legend Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide of the SEC. Guys, this guy is a five-star quarterback, right? He is behind two other five-star quarterbacks, and he fully understands he might not even see the field for three, four years, and he's fully okay with that. I mean, the blueprint's been laid there. Go to Bama, soak up all the knowledge you can, play in that great system, and you're going to go pro as long as you avoid freak injuries and you really apply yourself. Nick Saban will have you fully ready to make the jump to the NFL, and he understands that, and that's why he chose this school. And, and, and I'm pretty sure Saban made it pretty clear. He said, listen, your turn, it will arrive. Right now, it's not your turn. Get in, get better, get the reps, and you're going to be the guy one day for the Crimson Tide. It could be year three, it could be year four. Ty Simpson will be the guy there. He threw for over 2,900 yards in high school, 44 passing touchdowns, and over 1,200 yards of rushing. He won the Class 2A state championship for the first time in Westview High School's history. At Alabama, he's listed at third on the depth chart and will have to wait his turn, like I just mentioned. But he will be a starter at Alabama one day. Coming in at number four, five-star quarterback Drew Aller from Medina, Ohio. He played for Medina High School. This guy... He's on the bigger side of the top 10 quarterbacks I'm listing right now. He's 6'4 and a half and 230 pounds. He's definitely a pocket passer. He can get out and move when he needs to, but he tends to like to stay in the pocket and sling that ball around. Drew gave his commitment to James Franklin and the Penn State Nittany Lions of the Big Ten. Aller threw for 9,193 yards and 98 touchdown passes to only seven interceptions. Another freakishly good touchdown-to-interception ratio. He also busted nine rushing touchdowns and 382 rush yards. Not eye-popping numbers on the ground. Like I said, he's a definite pocket passer with a cannon arm. He was named the 2021 Ohio Mr. Football by the Ohio Prep Sports Writers Association. He was a member of the Under Armour game and the Elite 11 as well. At Penn State, he's currently listed at third on the depth chart, but will rise fast due to departing Sean Clifford and the upperclassmen above him. He is good, but I think Drew Aller's got a way higher ceiling, guys. He's the highest quarterback commit for James Franklin, and he will shine when he gets his chance. Remember the name Drew Aller from Medina, Ohio. Coming in at number five, we have four-star quarterback Walker Howard. He is from Lafayette, Louisiana, and he played high school ball for St. Thomas More High School. Walker is 6'1 and 195 pounds, and he committed to Brian Kelly in the hometown Louisiana State University Tigers in the SEC. This was a big get for Brian Kelly. 
he was committed to the prior regime there before you know he let go and Brian Kelly took over. He was able to retain that commitment. That's big. That's a that's that's a good piece going forward for Brian Kelly. This guy threw for five thousand eight hundred and twenty-four passing yards, sixty-seven touchdowns to five interceptions. Like Madden numbers, guys. These guys are putting up Madden numbers. Better than my Madden numbers. He ran for seven more rushing touchdowns on 141 yards rushing. So he's not not a super-duper dual-threat mobile quarterback, but he does have some wheels and he can get out when he needs to. He is also a member of the Under Armour All-American game, and he was a part of the Elite 11. He won two state championships for St. Thomas More. Back-to-back, one is a backup, not full-time starting quarterback. One is the full-time starting quarterback. At LSU, he's currently buried on the depth chart at number four, but everything I'm reading says it's really wide open there, guys. They don't have a legitimate number one contender locked in. It's going to be whoever brings their A game, whoever shows up and impresses Brian Kelly and and gets that chemistry going on offense. That's who's going to get the nod. Right now, they got him at four. Everything I'm reading, he's got the highest ceiling of any quarterback on that depth chart. He just lacks that SEC college D1 experience, which he's going to get. He'll also play in the four games this year. I definitely would imagine he'll get red-shirted. He's going to have to wait his turn, but when he gets it, it's just going to be like all these other guys. He's going to take off. This is a name to remember, Walker Howard from LSU. He was also the 2020 Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year. Moving on to number six, Devin Brown. He is from Draper, Utah, and played his high school ball for Corner Canyon High School. He's six foot two and a half and weighs 200 pounds. Devin has committed to my arch rival, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They have another dangerous quarterback in the stable. They currently have three quarterbacks on their depth chart. One of them was a Heisman runner-up last year, and he's a heavy favorite to win it all this year. Their second guy, he's a five-star stud waiting his turn. Every game he got in, he's shown flashes of excellence. So I do think Kyle McCord will be the starter after C.J. Stroud leaves, but definitely Devin Brown's up next after him. This guy threw for 7,961 yards 85 passing touchdowns to 32 picks. A little bit higher interception rate than the rest of the guys on this list, but he also threw for 85 passing touchdowns. He slanged the ball a lot. A lot of attempts, guys. You throw this many attempts, it's bound. You're bound to have some batted balls, some bad luck, and uh, he had his little few. I'm glad out of all the quarterbacks on this list, he had the highest interception rate. Gives me hope that he's going to throw a couple to my Michigan Wolverines and we're going to take him to the house and keep winning that Big Ten chip. Let's go. Right now at Ohio State, he's listed at number three on the depth chart. This guy also played the Under Armour All-America game. All these guys played in the Under Armour All-America game and the Elite 11 because they're exactly that. They're, they're the top top quarterbacks of this class. Uh, he's definitely going to be, I, I think he's going to be a redshirt junior before he gets full command of that offense. Because like I said, his his freshman year, C.J. Stroud, 
Kyle McCord's next up. He'll have two years of dominant football, and then this guy's going to get his crack pending injuries. He might get in sooner than that. It, it's just I, I predict it'll be it'll be a junior season before we really start hearing this guy's name. A lot of potential. A lot of potential. Just got to tap into it, and Ryan Day's great at that. That offense, they run with the elite wide receivers they recruit. He should have no problem racking up the passing yards and the interceptions, hopefully. <laughs> number seven. I like this guy's name a lot. And when I tell you the numbers this guy put up, you're going to drop your jaw. I've never seen numbers like this. Their records in the state of Georgia. There's been great quarterbacks from Georgia, and some of the records set by Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence were shattered by this guy, and you all know how those two quarterbacks turned out. First-round draft picks, cream of the crop. Gunner Stockton is his name. It's almost like his parents knew they had a young quarterback superstar on there on their hands and they're like you're gunner you're gonna gun this ball all over the field i just love the name i like the guy and apparently he was on the he, he was definitely recruited but not as hard as you would imagine when i tell you these numbers he put up gunner has committed to play for kirby smart in the georgia bulldogs so he's going to stay home in state sec powerhouse defending national championship He's 6'1", 220 pounds. In high school, this guy threw for 13,652 passing yards, 177 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. He is a legitimate dual-threat quarterback. He's got wheels, guys, and he will turn and burn when he needs to. He ran for 4,372 rush yards and scooped up another 77 touchdowns on the ground. Do the math on that. He holds the Georgia State record for total yards of offense with 18,024 yards. 18,024. I just want to put this in perspective for a second. My high school football team... You could probably combine 10 years straight of every quarterback, wide receiver, running back numbers, and they probably don't even equal half of this guy's stats by himself. Absolutely insane. He was an Under Armour All-American. He played in the Elite 11. And he, uh, he's, he right now, he's fourth on the depth chart. He's fourth on the depth chart because... Kirby Smart has recruited an absolute powerhouse there. And it's stacked. It's stacked. The guys in front of him, they're the real deal too. All these guys are the real deal. Gunner will get his chance to shine. It's just a matter of when. And when he does, remember the name. He is absolutely going to be a day one or day two NFL draft pick if he continues to play at the level he played at while in high school. In Georgia football, that's South football too, guys. It's no joke. There's a lot of absolute great players from the state of Georgia. In fact, 
the number one overall player in the class of 2022 played at Collins Hill High School in Georgia. And he also had a couple teammates that went D1 as well. One of them to my second favorite school, who I am about to touch base on next. Coming in at number eight, this guy is giving me hope that this program is on the upswing. They had a great recruiting class. I hope Sam, his, this, this, I almost said his name, number eight, Sam Horn from Suwanee, Georgia. And he played for Collins Hill with the number one overall recruit who was his wide receiver slash cornerback. So that doesn't, that doesn't hurt your stock, does it? That, that absolutely improves it when you have studs like that playing around you. He's six foot four, 190 pounds. He's going to put on a little bit of weight. He's tall, he's lean, he's mean. He's going to throw that ball all over the field. He's committed to Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers of the SEC East. Guys, they needed this. Last year they got Tyler Macon, you know, four-star quarterback from East St. Louis. They kind of have a different skill set. I think uh, Tyler Macon will get his chance, you know, and then Sam Horn will be up next. He's part of a really, really good recruiting class coming in. Uh, in high school, he threw for over 7,500 yards passing, 63 touchdown passes to 20 interceptions. He played with Travis Hunter, like I mentioned earlier, the number one overall recruit. Who uh, He had a crazy commitment, by the way. Let me just touch on that real quick. Travis Hunter... The number one, I'm going off topic here, but I ramble a little bit when I get excited. Travis Hunter, guys, number one player in the class. He was an absolute lock. He was a lock to go to the Florida State Seminoles of the ACC. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, on National Signing Day, Live on ESPN, all the hats on the table. Everyone's like, oh, Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. He picks up a Jackson State University hat and puts it on. Deion Sanders came in and swooped the best player in the 2022 class, and he's going to the HBCU, guys. That is insane. They, the HBCU guys... Jackson State, Deion Sanders, all those other schools, they're starting to get some serious recruits, and it's only a matter of time. If you can recruit at that level consistently, you're obviously going to bring your program up. Guys like him, they're going to change cultures. They are going to put on wins. They, they, they have a good chance at running the table, going undefeated and winning their conference this year, and it would not surprise me at all if they did. But back to my guy Sam Horn. He played in the Under Armour All-American game. He led Collins Hill to their first ever 7A state championship game in the state of Georgia. He went 15-0. They had one of the best years. When you break it down, they rolled through some powerhouse programs, but they also had a lot of supreme D1 talent on their roster. Sam is currently sitting at fourth on the depth chart at Mizzou, but... He will battle for some serious game time in about two seasons. He's going to wear the red shirt. Almost all these guys I mentioned, they will get their red shirt this year, I would imagine, pending injuries. They're going to play in four games. You're going to get a little taste. You're going to see what they can do, 
We're going to have to wait until the spring game next year to see some more game time. He's going to be a serious contender. I'm hoping Eli Drinkwitz, he brought in the 18th overall recruiting class. He's got some absolute studs in it. He's got the number three overall player, Luther Burden, coming there. Throw the ball to. That guy's going to be a dynamic game changer. He's going to be the return man. I think he is a day one starter on that team. But I'm kind of, you know, I like Mizzou a lot too. I'm rambling now. So I'm going to go back to the quarterbacks. Coming in at number nine. Nick Evers. He's from Flower Mound, Texas. Another Texas high school quarterback, guys. They crank them out down there. They crank them out, and the competition is elite. So you know if you can get a a good, high recruit out of the state of Texas, they're battle-tested. They got big crowds. Guys, they have high school stadiums down there that put some small colleges to shame. High school football games can put some college to shame. And he's another one of those guys. He's six foot three, 190 pounds, and he's committed to Brent Venables and the Oklahoma Sooners of the Big 12. He will eventually be a member of the SEC, but right now he's going to represent Oklahoma in the Big 12. This guy threw for 4,958 yards. He didn't quite get to the 5,000-yard mark, but he threw for 44 touchdowns to only 14 picks. I'd take that any day of the week. It's pretty good. He ran for almost 1,000 yards. He ran for 894 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. He played in the All-American Bowl and was also a member of the Elite 11, another recurring theme on this list. He's currently actually listed as second on the depth chart as a true freshman for the Sooners. That's an interesting quarterback room, guys. They have no returning quarterbacks on their roster. All of their quarterbacks are either freshmen or transfers that came in. As you know, when Lincoln Riley left and went to USC, he took Caleb Williams with him. Before he made the departure to USC, Spencer Rattler, another former five-star quarterback, he entered the transfer portal because, man, he wants to be the man. Do you blame him? He was the man at Pinnacle High School in Arizona. He lit it up. He was on the Netflix series, QB1. Uh, He transferred out to South Carolina when when Caleb Williams stole his, I mean, stole, I say, he he came in and he just straight, he won that Texas game. He came back and won that Texas game. And after winning Texas, he kind of started the rest of the year. And Spencer Rattler kind of took the back seat, a seat he's not used to. He's never been the backup, guys. He was always the premier guy. So he wanted to go be the premier guy again. And when he hit the transfer portal, Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina Gamecocks to play for Beamer in the SEC East. And he is penciled in as QB1 there. So Spencer's back in the starting role. He's back in the leadership role. Uh, I'm interested, interested to see how he handles it there. Uh, the SEC, in my opinion and the opinion of a lot of people, have a harder gauntlet of schools to play than the Big 12. Not to say, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, it's such a good storied rivalry. Those kids always play up for those games. They always want to win. It's the Red River rivalry. you got other schools in there that are pretty damn good at football. They're not like, I wouldn't call them top, top tier teams, but, you know, you got your Oklahoma State Cowboys. You know, Baylor, the Baylor's been showing out. Um, 
after these two teams leave, I'm I I said in the last podcast, I think they're gonna they're gonna take a step back. I mean, you're losing your alpha dogs and you are gaining three schools. One of them did just make the college football playoff, but they've also lost their starting quarterback, starting cornerback, and a couple other key pieces to that team. Are they gonna be good? Absolutely. Luke Fickle's their head coach. I'm talking about Cincinnati there. But uh, I don't know. I got to see how they go. I got to see how they go. When 2024 comes around, it's going to be a definite new look college landscape. You obviously have the big news this summer. USC and uh, UCLA made the jump. They're not going to join the Big Ten until 2024. And that all boils back to TV deals and and paying money to leave and they and if you if you wait till 2024 you can avoid some big checks and just almost like jump ship it gives the school more free reign instead of having to pay a fine which is kind of i'm going off subject again here i'll touch on that after this list is over it's almost over i promise we're almost there number 10 rounding out the list of the 10 best high school quarterbacks of the 2022 class you have Brady Allen from Fort Branch, Indiana. He played at Gibson Southern High School. This guy, he's pretty tall. He's six foot five, two hundred and ten pounds, and he stayed in state and committed to Jeff Brom and the Purdue Boilermakers of the Big Ten. Now, if you guys know Purdue, they always have quarterbacks that can just have some freak games and throw for 500 yards. They knocked off Ohio State a couple years ago when they had no reason to do it, and they did it. Jeff Brom always seems to get a sneaky good win every year. His recruiting's getting better. The alumni are pumping more money into that program. Purdue, definitely on the upswing. I'm not going to go out there and be like, oh, they're, they're going to finish 10-2. and two. No, but they're a good team. Jeff Brom continuously gets them better, and Guys like Brady Allen coming in there, it's only going to strengthen that team. This guy threw for 11,918 yards, 149 touchdowns to only 19 interceptions. Another freakishly good season. I'm not too familiar with how crazy the talent is in Indiana as compared to like a Texas or a Southern school. I'm sure they got some guys that bring the heat, but I think he potentially slipped to number 10 on this list due to the competition he was playing. That's not to say it was weak. It just wasn't on the level of the Southern schools, the Texases, the Georgias, you know, those Southern boys, it's life down there. Like I said, it's the gospel. They preach it, they eat it, they live it, they sleep it. It's football down there. But this guy does too. He just does it in the state of Indiana. He's a definite pocket passer. He almost exclusively played his high school football from the shotgun position. He's going to have to get familiar with working from under the center. It's actually a more difficult transition than one would think. When you're in the shotgun, you a obviously you're back. You get to view the defense. You get a better look at it. You have more time with the ball. You don't got to worry about doing a three- or four- or five-step drop back, you're already back there. You let your guys get off the line, beat the corner, tight end, beat the linebacker, and you're going to have a slang pass. And he did that quite often in high school. This guy 
had some pretty pretty cool records there that obviously no one else can take from him until they beat his records. Uh, he was the Indiana 2021 Mr. Football. He is the second highest rated quarterback commit to ever pledge their allegiance to the Boilermakers. That's pretty crazy. His senior year, he was named Max Preps Indiana Player of the Year at Purdue. Guys, I was blown away when I seen this. The Purdue Boilermakers have eight quarterbacks on their roster. Eight quarterbacks. I've never seen that before. Ohio State has three quarterbacks on their roster right now. Purdue has eight. Talk about you're never going to run out of options there. Guy goes down, next man up. They got eight of them. He's kind of buried right now on it. He's fifth on the depth chart as a true freshman. He's obviously going to burn that red shirt. He will climb that list fairly quickly, I would imagine. He uh, he put up crazy numbers there. I like him going to Purdue. I always like whenever guys stay in-state, go to the hometown university, uh, especially one that's not necessarily like premier, and they go there with the ambition and the drive to make them premier. I love when guys do that. I'm really not a fan of when guys hop across states, but I get it. You're always doing what's best for, for you and your family and your future. And obviously, if you're competing at this level of football, you want to be in the NFL. I mean, you think these guys sacrifice all this time in their youth going up, going all those practices and whatnot to not have aspirations to make it to the NFL. All of these quarterbacks I listed in the top ten right there, they're all projected to go in the NFL draft. The first four obviously were projected first-round picks. The rest of them kind of slip in day two, day three. But, guys, they're, they're, they haven't even played any snaps in college. This is just analysts recruiting. Recruiting analysts looking at all of their game film and projecting them, comparing them to what they've seen before in the past. But... Bar none, I do believe all 10 of those quarterbacks make the jump to the pro level. I won't say they're all going to be starting quarterbacks at the next level. I do think they make the next level. All of these guys, and I only listed the top 10. There are so many more great quarterbacks, and just because you're not a top 10 quarterback does not mean you won't make the jump to the pros. Uh, what's his name for uh, Cincinnati? Riddler, he just, that guy was like the 15th hundred overall quarterback in the United States whenever he went to the Bearcats, and and look what he did. He took them to the uh, college football playoff. Did they have any business being there? I mean, a lot of people are going to tell you absolutely they ran the table. Me, I'm going to tell you I don't think they did. When I watched, when I watched their games, Yes, they beat a Notre Dame team. That was a very impressive win. But when you look at the rest of their schedule last year, they had a couple games where they struggled. They struggled to barely beat 500 sub-500 teams. To me, that shows great weakness. Like You don't see the elite, elite teams struggling to put away 
under 500 teams. It doesn't happen. It's it's like an anomaly. It happens once every now and then. Like, the one that rips my heart out and always will is that Appalachian State Mountaineers going into the big house and knocking off a ranked Michigan team. Like, it happens every now and then. It just sucks it's my team, but I can reference them, you know, because I've rode with them since I was a kid through the good, through the bad. I'm hoping to see a lot more of the good than the bad. I want to keep the ball rolling. I think uh, looking forward, we have some great talent on the team that's coming back. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Keep an eye on a couple guys' names here. Donovan Edwards. Remember the name. He's going to have a super breakout year. He is the running back at Michigan. He's actually second on the depth chart, I do believe, maybe behind a Blake Corum. But they will split reps there. If you've watched any football in the last five years of Michigan, they run multiple running backs. They don't just re- rely on one guy like, say, a Michigan State did with the Kenneth Walker that guy was exclusively featured in their offense, and he got all the handoffs. The backups barely touched the ball. That ain't how it is over at Michigan. They shared the ball. They're all great. I'm super excited for this year. We're about a month, month out from, a month and a week, you know, from the start of the new season. I'm super excited. I have way more of these coming up. I'm going to be going through predictions for each conference. You know, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read off what ESPN thinks about the upcoming seasons and I'll give my take on it after I've watched a lot of film on these recruits, guys. I've watched a lot of these recruits. I went back and watched a lot of games. I've, I've studied a lot of this stuff. I'll give my input. It's definitely not no professional input, but as a, as a lifelong fan, I'm going to give my input on what I think they're going to finish. Uh, and I'll just go out right now and give a little sneak peek. They're underrating Mizzou right now. They have them winning five games. They will be in a bowl game this year. I'm not saying they're going to blow the lid off and go 12-0. and They will be in a bowl game. ESPN's wrong. I think uh, they got it wrong. From what I was looking at, they got it wrong on a couple of them for sure, but it's, you know, they rely on Vegas a lot. Whatever the betting lines say, they're going to go with that. It's money. They're in the money. It is what it is. But uh, going forward, I'm going to do a couple of episodes on some more top tens. I'm going to go over the top ten, uh, a lot of skilled positions. I'm going to stick with the 2022 recruiting class. You know, 2023 has some really big names in it, like the Arch Manning, but. He hasn't even played a snap of his senior year of high school football. He's a verbal commit to the Texas Longhorns. That can change, even though he says he's not going to take any more visits or he's not going to do this or he's not going to do that. College football is crazy right now. Steve Sarkeesian isn't even guaranteed that job for another year. If he has another year where he stumbles and falls on his face, starts off 5-0 and and loses out the rest of the schedule, I don't think those Texas fans, that Texas alumni – We'll be happy with that, so I just don't know. Too many things can happen. I'm going to hold off on touching on the 2023 recruits right now, even though that's most of the names you're seeing popping up in the news right now. Those guys, just they can flip-flop anytime they want. Until February, when they sign that national letter of intent, they're locked in until they maybe want to sniff the transfer portal, but 
I'm going to stick with that. I will be attending the Mizzou versus Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajun game. Mizzou right now is currently a 20-point favorite. I think they absolutely smashed them by more than 20 points. I'm excited to see it. I'll be front row down on the field. Uh, I'll be there talking to people, you know, promoting variety sports. I'm hoping to go to, like I said, the Ohio State-Michigan game. It's going to break the bank, but I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Both teams are hot right now. Michigan's going to go in there, and we're going to knock them off, and I want to see it. But that's going to be all for this week. Tune in next week. Give a like, listen, and follow to all my fellow Variety Sports Network podcasts. They're great. We're the real deal. Great group of guys. We're going to see you at the top. Later. Thank you.